Yo, don't make me story about gym class. And yo. <laughs> don't make me story about gym class. Tell, tell us about gym class. Oh, Come on, man. It smelled like a fresh onion in there, bro. I thought I was walking into a fucking onion farm, yo. God damn, son. Like, who's cutting onions in there? I was like, yo, the whole brown corner was just a whole onion smell. I was like, damn, yo. I don't know if it was like deodorant could have been held at certain times. Welcome, everyone. We are your hosts. I'm Tepesh. And I'm Sonica. And this is What Will People Think? Nah, really. What will people think? I don't know, Sam. Well, let's chat shit and get creative with who we know. We may even learn something today. <laughs> what? Tepesh. Sam. You've done a very dangerous thing. Why? What? You've given us a platform. Yeah. And now we can say whatever we want and become hashtag canceled. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag canceled. I mean, what do you want to say? Ooh, I got a lot to say. <laughs> can I say <laughs> on Facebook is extremely <laughs> corny. <laughs> Are you coming for someone right now? Maybe, maybe not. But it also gives us an opportunity to say things that need to be said. Like what? Like, fuck TMZ. You know, I feel like TMZ is that side chick leaking shit about your main chick, and you're just like, stop talking, girl. But what was that again? Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure. No, I'm I'm absolutely positive that TMZ was the one that reported Kobe's death. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. ESPN, like, shot me a notification giving me the deets, but TMZ was the first one there. Do you remember where you were when you found out Kobe died? Where I was? Yeah, I was in Marshalls with Stage. And uh, we were just in Marshalls, and we both got that notification on our phones. We look at each other, we're like, and then he says, yo, Kobe just died. And he holds his head. And I'm like, no way. Like, this is some gas. like, this is another prank of his, you know, because Stage is a, he's a clown, you know. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to hear about the pranks later. (laughs) <laughs> oh man he he's pulled some crazy pranks on me it's ridiculous but nonetheless yeah and then uh, so we go back in the car and i pull up my phone i'm looking at all these different news sources telling me about what happened what could possibly happen and then i remember even getting the snapchat mm-hmm. video sent someone someone found like a snapchat video of the entire thing and that's when it hit for real i was like whoa like this is actually a thing hey guys Hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. It was important to Tepesh and I to keep our facts straight, so please bear with us as Tepesh reads the names of all the people that died during the fatal helicopter crash. Take it away, past Tepesh. R.I.P. to Kobe, Gigi, and her friends Peyton Chester and Alyssa Altobelli, who passed away with their parents, Sarah Chester and Carrie and John Altobelli. And let's not forget Christina Mauser and the helicopter pilot, Ara Zobion. Um, yeah, yeah, we should 100% boycott TMZ, honestly. You know, it's it's so it's so fucked up that we found out about Kobe's death before his immediate family did. Like, I think that's so screwed up. Yeah, I couldn't imagine being one of the family members and not finding out from a doctor or direct source, like finding out from TMZ. <laughs> but that would definitely make me feel some type of way. Like during this quarantine, I definitely got closer with my family 
more than I probably was in the past. And it's a great thing. You know, we watch a lot of movies together. I never thought that I would be big on movies and TV shows, but hey, we all find a common ground somehow. Oh, really? What you been watching? With the family, we've been watching like brown shows, brown movies, classics, whatever. But on my own time, I've been watching a lot of reality TV. And just to name a few, I guess, like uh, Love is Blind and uh, 90 Day Fiance, which is my favorite right now. 90 Day Fiance, I'm just living through these people's experiences, I feel. It's like yeah. things Trashy I would never... <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, hey, when when will you go to a different country to find love? You know, it's like, I know I won't, shit, but at least these people had the balls to do it and yeah finding love are you going through some stuff right now taps uh we can say that going through a breakup you know just trying to survive the pain and quarantine it's not easy i have to say this is definitely the worst time to be broken up with because i i'm i eat when i'm sad right so (laughs) i can't even go to taqueria i don't know i definitely feel that like I miss a particular person, but at the same time, I don't know. I disagree with you. I think quarantine is like a perfect time to be single because you just have so much time to self-reflect and not do destructive decisions. (laughs) You could be self-destructive more so than ever because you have access to your phone. You can text that person, which is the last thing we're all trying to do, right? And if you don't text that person, you could be trying to throw up Instagram thirst traps everywhere, trying to blow everyone's like, <laughs> you know, screens up with your fire. But expose me! <laughs> I know what you're doing. But uh, you know, it's just how you handle it. For me, like watching 90 Day Fiance is definitely something I look forward to by the end of the night, so I can get through my own reality. For a lot of you that know me, know that I'm a avid Fortnite player. I play on PS4. You know, add me, Saxyman24. Don't roll your eyes for those of you who are Fortnite haters. You need to understand that Fortnite is a very skill-demanding game. And your boy got skill. But besides the point, what was crazy yesterday was seeing Ninja, one of the faces of Fortnite streaming, tweet a video titled, What the Hell Did I Just See? So I clicked this video. I'm like, all right, look, look at this fucking smurf. Oh, gosh! And he's talking about how he was in the backyard with his wife, stargazing. And they look up and they see this white light. And this white light suddenly turns into 15 different lights that are moving in the sky in a formation. And he's like, I think I just saw aliens, essentially was the gist of his video. My mans doesn't know what Starlink is. Sam, drop some knowledge on everyone. All right, all right, okay. Daddy Musk launched 60 Starlinks and the whole point of it is that they deliver high-speed internet to locations where you know may not have internet access so potentially what the people are saying is that's probably what ninja saw when he looked up at the stars and he saw something flying i mean like come on if you don't think what elon musk is doing is relevant to your life I'd honestly consider you a flat earther. 
this billionaire is putting his money where his mouth is by providing real tangible solutions to modern day problems i don't know man look i don't need to explain how much tesla enhanced the electric car industry but starlink starlink provides not only internet to places without but also improves any poorly connected areas See, that's one thing I really admire about his actions is that he not only thinks about filling in gaps in the world, but fortify what's already in place. I think he invests his assets well by putting it into his dreams and what some consider outlandish ideas. I mean, money's best spent on yourself, right? Hell, I feel like you might as well call him the modern day Tony Stark. And right now, in a state of pandemic, we need more billionaires like Daddy Musk. He definitely is a great rich person, but an example of a very bad rich person, top of my head, I would say Jeff Bezos comes into Jeff mind. Jeff Bezos <laughs> files one of the most expensive divorces that resulted in Mackenzie Bezos to become the third richest female, according to Forbes. Shit, he had a beautiful family with this woman. They had four kids, but he threw it all away for some hope. But let's not ignore that he's still one of the richest men in the world. And people talk about how the world we live in is actually owned by billionaires. Yeah, someone who's been saying that since the beginning of his fucking political career is my guy, Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. (laughs) Yeah, I, I honestly feel like I pretty much got into politics because of Bernie. But one of the things that he's always been big on is Jeff Bezos and the greed that he has towards his company and the lack of concern about the people's safety that work in his warehouses. And that couldn't be more applicable to Bezos. Would you say that Bernie thinks the warehouse workers are feeling the burn? (laughs) Definitely. I feel like they're being burned out. But at the very least, he could be doing so much more for his own essential warehouse workers, let alone the world. If you go on Amazon's COVID-19 response page, you will see that Amazon hired 100,000, 100,000 employees last March. This was the time when CDC released social distancing recommendations. Throw yourself back for a second before all this crazy shit. People were talking about how the warehouse conditions were unbearable due to like brutal hours, low compensation, and lack of space because these workers had hundreds, if not thousand employees at certain locations. But despite all that, he decided let's capitalize on this moment when people are forced to resort to online shopping to meet the demands of my business. So I don't know if you remember this because it might've been a year or two back, but um, do you remember when the rumors first circulating about Amazon's working conditions. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, there was this journalist. His name was uh, James Bloodworth. And he actually wrote this book about him being an undercover Amazon worker. Ooh, sneaky, sneaky. (laughs) Yeah, the book was called Hired Six Months Undercover in Low-Wage Britain. Not a very catchy title. But in his book... He basically said that the Amazon warehouse workers were forced to pee in bottles. And really? That's fucking nasty. Absolutely. They basically had to go without their bathroom breaks entirely. 
because, you know, their job demands were too high. And could you could you just like imagine for a second how like inhumane that is to just be like, yeah, you can't use the bathroom. That's like super fucked up. And not only that, I mean, obviously this pertains to only certain locations, but the fact that Amazon is okay with having one of their locations with these type of working conditions, not letting your employees pee because getting mail or a shipment out is more important than basic human functions. No. The fuck? It's a company. It's a business. It's a it's a company. Like, you know, you wouldn't let one Walmart go down the fucking drain because, you know, you have to protect the brand. And, you know, if it was really something where it's like, oh, only one factory or one warehouse is doing this, it's it's still fucked up because as a brand, it's making the whole thing look bad. Exactly. Yeah, no, for sure. And to add Tinder to the fire, Amazon recently pledged 75,000 more warehouse jobs. We all know the world is having a hard time distributing personal protective equipment and sanitization products, but that doesn't seem to bother this dude. He said, fuck it. Time to make money, push these retail stores out of business, and continue expanding our warehouse despite having workers test positive on a daily basis. I mean, it's definitely important to highlight that a lot of people are really relying on Amazon during their time of need. Now, hear me out. I'm not saying close down everything, but if you already had so many issues in the past with having people on top of each other in these warehouses, bruh, adding more people just on the basis of satisfying business demands goes against everything the world is trying to do to combat COVID. It only increases the spread of this virus and puts individuals at higher risks. Honestly, I mean, I want to go back to the first point that you were saying about Bezos being so rich. Uh, Jeff Bezos makes $2,489 per second. Holy shit. That's not And you know what's horrible? And I feel like, you know, most of our audience already knows this probably is that Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Bill Gates, they're all coming out of this pandemic making money and at a time of such wealth inequality you know it's it's just it it really it feels wrong it puts the common household at a disadvantage because you have to provide for your family why have to choose between going to work to provide for your family and or dying why would you put your warehouse workers in that predicament in the first place it almost makes you think like do you think that if we were billionaires, so we would do anything differently. What do you mean? Like if I was the brown Jeff Bezos? <laughs> yeah. I mean, see, I'm, I'm totally a different type of brown and I'm very compassionate. I feel like I would spend the money the right way and, you know, continue my 25 year relationship with my wife and not be a jackass. But that's just me. What Aww. do you think a brown Jeff Bezos would be like? Well, I don't know. I think his relationship growing stale, you know, we don't really know what exactly happened with that. She might have been just really emotionally manipulative or whatever, you know. But I don't know. I think like stereotypically a brown Jeff Bezos might be pretty cheap, might be all about the bag, may not really. Kind of like fucking uh, Mr. Krabs from Spongebob. (laughs) 
he's yeah. like, he just walks everywhere and he's like, penny pinchers, penny pinchers, cheap, cheap, cheap. <laughs> I mean, why not? They're both fucking bald. They're both very cheap. They both underpay their workers. I think it's a perfect comparison. Can we introduce the guest before you start making even more weird fucking noises, please? <laughs> All right, let's do it. So we're obviously new to this and don't know how to do transitions. So let us know if you have any suggestions. But here's what we got. The following guests are two of my closest friends. We all come from different mothers, but we are all brothers. Brown brothers living in a white man's world. These dicks may have also convinced me to shave my head. Our first guest claims to have a goatee as hairy as a baby's ass. Has a degree in computer science, yet can't figure out how to work Discord. Our second guest didn't like any of our intros, so he's getting the basics. His name is One Letter, and he's got 99 problems and Calc is definitely one. Broadcasting from their bedrooms because we are social distancing. Guest 1 and Guest 2, Sriteja and Jay. Hey, buddy, how's it going? <laughs> what's up? What's up? Chilling. Welcome to the uh, first episode of What Will People Think? You guys are our first guests. How do you feel? Damn, is, uh, am I supposed to be like feeling special or like what? I mean, first dibs, you know? He's the first people I reached out to, so I would hope so. Damn, you know, I, might, I might become famous. Let's see. <laughs> I'm happy to hear you, man. Happy to be here. I'm glad. I'm glad. So, what do you guys been up to? Just chilling, bro. Uh, because this quarantine, caught up on a lot of movies on Netflix, so that's definitely a plus. Damn, you sound like you've been watching a lot of porn lately. Yo. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like you know, like I kind of, kind of whack it like 19 times a day. So, gotta always. Oh, just uh, 19. I mean, like it's like 19 on a bad day. I'd say it's like 27 on a good day. So. <laughs> So um, before we do all this, can you guys really quickly just say how you all know each other? Well, um, so I guess I'll start. Uh, I met Tepesh one day. Um, I was playing like basketball in elementary school, and I see this kid crying like behind a dumpster. Crying. And 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 I walk up to him, and I was like, "Yo, what's wrong?" And he was like, "All these kids are picking on me. I don't know why." And I was like, I was "Wait, like, what?" I, I was like, what have they been saying, man? He's like, oh, they're just saying I'm just mad ugly. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was like, yeah, it's true. But <laughs> what are you going to go with I'm clapping, I'm clapping. I went to school with depression since like third grade. That's really how I know him. But, but all that stuff could have happened. Up. I mean, Damn, that sounds like a bully. Yo. Bullies aren't good. No, we don't support bullies. I had to step in, I had to step in and stop it. <laughs> For once, the instigator is uh, the one trying to stop it, mitigate. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. What about you, Jay? How'd you meet them? Um, I was in a marching band with the push. Oh, I you were? Play, yeah, I used to play. I used to play a saxophone. Are you gonna believe this guy? Oh, no, no, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm the real tab and Tepesh decides to copy my name. Like he copies other people with like choices, like cars and stuff like that. Fortnite, whatever. Hey, I did hear that. Fortnite, Fortnite's the skill, bro. The car, I mean, it's a little influence there by Mr. Barameo. Shout out to Barameo. 
<laughs> and I, I met Stage while I was uh, busting his ass in basketball one on one, and then he wanted to be my yeah. friend because yeah, he just kept being the right. Same. Yeah, right. He's like, dude, can I just be your friend? It's. I was like, yeah, I'll teach you how to play. I see that you're still in fairy tale land. Yeah, Stage was like, well, teach me how to be the next Michael J. That was bad. <laughs> Enough jokes for you this afternoon. <laughs> that was bad. There's multiple reasons why we brought you on the show today, guys. There's two things I would say that connect us all. One, we came from the same middle school, but also the color of our skins, which is brown. We're all brown, and we have our own identities here in America, living under brown roofs. That makes sense. You know, the brown culture, it's... It's full of different types of norms compared to what people are used to day to day. And I felt like it would be a great first episode to kind of bring on people like myself and people that I'm very close to so that we can openly talk about, you know, the differences in our own heads and in our our lives. There's definitely a lot, you know, even today, like walking outside and I live in PA, so it's there's definitely like a little feeling of oh I'm a little bit of an outsider here but I you know we're all under the same constitution under the same, under the same country constitution. And... <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't seem like an outsider at Parks Casino you know, when they were taking your money a paycheck every week. Yeah, <laughs> we should go to Parks and collect our paychecks. You know what I mean? Sometimes Bro, I require... parks, yeah, Parks Casino. Oh my god. Boy playing slots is losing twenty dollars left and right, left and right. <laughs> Yo, I got tired of the tables. I was like, let me try the slot thing, which I still don't understand how the fuck slots work. Like, someone explain that to me, bro. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna sit here and explain that to you, but you, but you know what, I will explain. To never ever let you pick a blackjack table ever again. Oh my god, <laughs> never let it go. Samika, did Tepesha ever tell you about the time we went to the casino? No. So. We came in with like a hundred or hundred fifty bucks each, and we just got there, right? And, and uh, we're like scoping the area, and there's like four blackjack tables that are like empty. So I was like, all right, let's see which one we should go to. And Tepesh automatically, he's like, you know what? Like I'm feeling this one. And I was like, are you sure? He's like, yeah. Like I I get a good vibe from it. We sit down. I you know I'm not even exaggerating. Like four and a half minutes go by, all our money's gone. Oh man. Damn, what else is new going on? Yeah. How much was it? It was like a hundred, like a hundred fifty. Like it was just gone in like four minutes. And I just looked at him after. I was like, "Yo, never again." Are you picking? <laughs> I, I got shunned from picking tables after that. Yeah, that we was, had to go find something to do for like forty minutes. Yeah, we thought like you know we walk it out there after an hour, go grab some food at like Applebee's or something. That's what I'm saying. So, um, earlier in the podcast, we were discussing what a brown Jeff Bezos would be like. What do you guys think a brown Jeff Bezos would be? Cheap. Sure, every penny matters to him. <laughs> That's so, what I'm saying. That's what sums it up for a brown person. Yeah. For real. I feel like they would definitely help. How about you guys individually? If I had the money he had? Yeah. yeah. If he had the money he had. Oh, damn. I'd be helping the whole world at that point. Shit. <laughs> you making what? How much money does he make a minute? Over two, I mean, a second? Like 2000 something, right? Yeah. yeah. 2400 I'm sure he could dedicate 60 seconds of his life to the needs. Of real world causes or which he whatever. does, yeah, but he doesn't. He doesn't give enough seconds to do that. 
Damn, he's comparing apples to apples. He's like, Jeff Bezos got it all messed up. I got it correct. Is that what you would do, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Stage? Uh, if I was making the money he makes, I would definitely like help the community as well. Obviously, you know, I would make sure that the resources I have is like sufficient enough to do both, right? To support myself and to support others. Like, I'm not gonna go crazy and just throw out like a billion billions of dollars. Like, that's just not how it's going to be. But I don't know. I think I would, like, go to, like, one community at a time and see what the needs are. So, like, right now, like, I would definitely uh, try to, uh, you know, pay those workers a little more just because, like, they're hustling right now. They need the jobs. They need the money. So that's, like, something that would definitely be on my list of things to I do. I went out to get gas today, and I stopped at the Sunoco, and there was, like, 12 prime vans they were just lined up, ready to get fueled. I guess that was, that was the time where they were all fueling up. But it looked crazy to see like all those pro- Amazon Prime vans just out and about. Like, it's yeah, serious. Bro, they're they were, yeah, they're hustling for sure, for sure. Shit, another day, another dollar. What could we do? That's the life we live in. Yeah, yeah. No, that's it's not even just those Prime guys, man. It's like every like everybody in that mailing shipping industry. Like, bro, uh, the company I work for. Uh, I asked them to ship me a laptop, and they did. And FedEx got it here in like a day. So like, and you know, it's I'm a state over from New York, so it's definitely, you know, it's they're definitely grinding for that money. So stage, you mentioned that you were watching like Netflix shows. Anything we'd recognize? Yeah, I mean, so I think in the past week, uh, this movie called Extraction. It's been like the top like ten. I think it's like number one or number two right now. It's with the uh, Chris Hemsworth. That's like a definite watch if, for anyone that hasn't watched it. Uh, um, that is not on my list for anyone that's listening. That movie is extremely racist. But continue. <laughs> We're gonna have to agree to disagree on that. But uh, yeah, that was definitely a good movie. I saw Molly's Game like a week or two ago. That was really good. It's a true story. So I definitely recommend people to watch that to have like. An extra two hours to kill. I'm sure everybody has extra 24 hours to kill every day yeah. now. That's true. My brother recently recommended me this movie called Parasite. And I saw it and I thought it was so great and it was so intense. I thought like it was surefire something that I should recommend to everyone. So that's exactly what I did. Which you did. <laughs> yeah. Which you did. Yeah. Ended up getting me to watch it. The first half was, you know, I was I was paying attention. It didn't grab me. But after a certain amount of time, I would say the second half, I was on the edge of my seat. I was freaking out. I was like, oh, my God, like, who the what the fuck is going on? And then I, I ended up liking the movie a lot. It definitely deserved the awards it got. It was super captivating. And I also recommended it. Tapesh, a.k.a. Tap, a.k.a. Saxy Tap, recommended me to watch Parasite. I looked at it on IMDb.com, the reviews. I was like, what the hell is this? This is not my type and type of movie. So while I was watching it, the first hour was boring as fuck. I was like, what the hell is this? What is going to go on? Like, it didn't catch me. But as soon as the second half came, it got interesting when a lady rang the doorbell. And I don't know what the hell happened after that. It's just a fucking horror movie after that. It's like, god damn. But yeah. It was interesting at the end. Yeah, so... uh I didn't even watch it, but based off of your reactions, I might get to it, might not. You know, the decision is still in the air. No, it's it's so worth it. Okay, so I would say the most interesting part about Parasite was the whole smell thing that they did, where, you know, 
for some reason, the people in the poor areas, they smelled a certain way and the rich could smell it, but the poor couldn't smell it. And I thought a lot about our culture and just stereotypes that Asian Americans have. And I was wondering if you guys ever felt like you smelled like curry or whatever. Yo, you don't gotta tell me about it, son. Shit, everywhere I walk, you know, all the people in school, all my friends that are diverse, they always get at me when we crack jokes on each other. Oh, you smell like curry. How smells like curry? Oh, you don't wear deodorant. I get that a lot. <laughs> and yeah. That's just how Indians are viewed. Yeah, and after a while, you know, as the stereotypes go on, I wouldn't say I was, like, ever really self-conscious, but I was like, hmm, you know, do they have a point? And then, you know, sometimes when I was a kid, I just smelled my house. But, you know, luckily it didn't smell like straight curry or I was fresh off the boat. But I will indeed say that there have been a lot of times where I have smelled that in other people's houses. So they're not really too wrong there about that stereotype. That's interesting. I mean, did you, we all went to the same high school together. Did you ever have anyone that you would say, like, you smelled them and you were like, oh my God, you really do smell like curry? We're not naming any names, just curious if there was anybody (laughs) like that. I mean, like, I would have lockers next to people, right? And obviously, like, I can't remember their names from middle school, but for sure, like, definitely in gym class when you would have to change in the locker room, I'm not even gassing. There were a lot of kids that had, you know, that were very questionable if they were wearing deodorant or not. Yo, don't want to give me a story about gym class, yo. And the... (laughs) Tell us about gym class. Oh, Come man. on. It smelled like a fresh onion in there, bro. I thought I was walking into a fucking onion farm, yo. God <laughs> damn, son. Like, who's cutting onions in there? I was like, yo, the whole brown corner was just a whole onion smell. I was like, damn, yo. I don't know if it was like deodorant could have been held at certain times. It's how bad it got sometimes. Bro, and it's not even that. It's just that since you're by them, that stench, it just dissolves onto your clothes. And then you go to your next class, and then the person next to you is like, oh, this guy's Indian. He has a stereotype. I'm like, no, 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 no. You, you have no idea why I just came. Yeah, F- FYI, you know, I was, I, I always wear deodorant. I love cologne. I'm big on cologne. So, yeah, I was always on my P game when I got to that. A's, P's and Q's. I don't slack. <laughs> so, we all are 90s babies, right? And since we're just trying to switch the topic here, what are your favorite, like, television shows growing up? Uh, Stage, you want to go first? Yeah, so this is... If you're asking me to compile a top five list, so I can't put in any order, but I know the five that I watched more than any show when I was growing up were Drake and Josh, Zoe 101. Zoe 101, okay. Ed and Nettie, Danny Phantom, and I'm going to say the fifth slot is going to go to Jimmy Neutron. I feel like... Jimmy Me growing John. up, those are the top five. Those interesting, interesting. What about you guys? You be brain blasting, y'all? What? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. When I was in school, just had that math test. I would just say brain blast, and I would, you know, know all the answers. Yeah. Typical brown person, I see. <laughs> That's the secret, right? How about you, Jay? Yeah, mine's just similar. You know, you gotta start off with you know the one and only eight SpongeBob SquarePants. I'm, I'm sure. Hey, yes, yeah, SpongeBob. I'm trying, I'm trying to be living like Larry. Second, yeah. I'll probably do The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. It was a little interesting. Definitely. Drake and Josh is definitely up there. Ed, Ed, and Eddie. And the fifth one is tough, but I have to give it to the Fairly Odd Parents. I used to always want to make a wish after that, but, you know, it never came true, I guess. All right, so my top five childhood shows have to be, I agree with Jay, SpongeBob at number one. 
Fairly Odd Parents, I would have to say is like a two second place. I watched a lot of that. Jenny, the Teenage Robot. Ooh, that was definitely up there. What was that show with the like the the Tarzan character? Tarzan? Um yeah, no, it was like Tarzan, but it's not Tarzan. It was no, it might have been Camp Camp Laszlo. Maybe I'm thinking of Camp Laszlo. Uh and then what do we have? Let's see. Sweet Life was definitely part of my rotation along with hmm. Damn I'm blanking. Which Tepes, again, you gonna... seem like you seem like you didn't really have a childhood full of like TV shows, man. What's going on? Tell me you have to think your top five. Come on, man. Listen, my childhood was interesting. My parents, if uh, something was on the TV that I wasn't supposed to be watching, uh, I just had to switch the cha- channel. Like watching TV was like uh, fucking planning out the next like spy mission. If the, my <laughs> my parents saw it, like I gotta close the fucking TV, run upstairs, pretend like I'm doing homework. Yeah, you must be you must be on an I adult get... swim a lot, I guess. Shit. Yeah, uh, can definitely actually. I haven't even watched Adult Swim until uh, like I only watched Adult Swim when I was in college, like not even like high school. I'd say late high school, but I wasn't into right, that. Buddy, let's see what Samiga oh. likes. Um, hmm. show wise, I'm thinking, like, do you guys remember Dave the Barbarian? Or did any of you watch it? The name definitely rings the bell. Uh, not but really. I don't think but... What about Brandy and Mr. Whisker? All right, Samika, what type of show did you watch? I didn't watch like. Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, like, what network were you on? Those are cartoons. I don't know. Honestly, I feel like I was kind of really dorky, and I just sat in my room and read books more often. I have an older brother, so, you know, he kind of got control of the TV. (laughs) I figured it out. My my fifth show was Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Ooh, round of applause. That that was a good show. That was a good show. Round of applause, round of applause, finally. Yeah. Close the books and funny thought. <laughs> how about like how brown characters were portrayed in TV? How did you guys feel about that? I mean, we didn't really make it. They didn't really want to see us winning. We barely see a brown. You barely. It's a supporting role. What's up with we, that? We're not really a main character. Yeah, we're just a supporting role. And a supporting role, they all give they all give them an yeah. accent or like certain type of like stereotype. That that's what I'm saying. Like when we are in them, it's just. It's just the act, like the accent has yeah. to be there. Or the that's an Indian character. Wait, we forgot yeah, the like one with uh, Phineas and Ferb. Holy shit! Oh my god, we could keep going on. Buddy. I never we could watched keep that. Keep going one. on. You gotta control yourself with the cartoon, buddy. We grew, we grew yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> but, but they had the brown character in there. What's his name? Raj. Oh, uh, was it? I think yeah. Was it Raj? I think it was Raj. I don't remember. Yeah, dude. He had a thick accent. Damn. They always name him Raj. <laughs> Has to be something everyone knows, you know? They can't just put down, like, Tefesh or yeah. Streetaja. Speaking of Streetaja, how the fuck did you get your nickname, Stage? It was, like, when I was in second grade. Um, Honestly, my brother started that, the, the nickname Stage. I, I don't remember what the exact instance was, but, bro, Streetaja was just so fucking long. It was, it was just a straight like tongue twister for everybody I came across. Yo, how many syllables is that? Three, three. It's like now, but it's 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 three. But when people pronounce it, as a as a fellow three syllable person, I totally get it. Yeah, 
let's uh so there was a lot of decisions made while we were coming up with this podcast and one of them for this episode specifically we were deciding whether we should use our real names for example you know Tapesh and Samika or Tapesh and Samika which is how people would say her name or like you know in your case stage it would be Sriteja and for Jay, I mean, it's just Jay. <laughs> but, but like, what's up with our names? You know, like, why why are people mispronouncing our names? Like, is it that hard, or is just I don't know. I want to know your opinions, your experience. We'll start with the one and only Shri 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 Teja, because I know he gets that a lot. Shri Shri Shri. So yeah, you know, honestly, I don't blame anyone for butchering my name. You know, it almost sounds like it's like forty syllables long. But, you know, some experiences, obviously, when I was in, you know, elementary school through high school, anytime a teacher would uh, have roll call, I would always have to stop that teacher. As soon as I saw a slight uh, hesitation in their voice, I knew it. I knew it was my name. I had to raise my hand and I didn't stop the tracks right there. It's just stage. Did you ever have to, like, go to the teacher before class and be like, listen, you're going to see this name? Oh, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, for sure, man. I'm, you know what? That's funny. I remember in middle school one time, uh, I forget who it was, but I had like a silly little crush on this one girl and I never met her before. And she never met me before, obviously. Right. And I was like, Oh boy, she's going to hear my name. She's going to laugh. So right when I walked in on the first day of school, I went to that teacher. I was like, Hey man, you're going to see this very odd and long name. Could you just not say that name and say stage? And, you know, he was kind of arguing back with me. He was like, oh, no, I'm just going to say it how it is. You know, you shouldn't be ashamed. And I was like, bro, I'm not ashamed of it. But, you know, could you just uh, say what I told you to? He's like, all right, fine. So there's been a lot of a kind of that, which kind of sucks. He's a real one. Do you think you'd feel better if they could pronounce your name correctly? I, I mean, yeah, like, yes and no. Like, even though, like, some teachers have pronounced it correctly, but it just sounds so fucking foreign that it, it just doesn't sound normal to everybody else, right? Like, obviously, if I was in India and you say that name, everyone's going to be like, oh, Sriteja, that's it? Like, my name is Sri, you know, it's going to be like 100 syllables more than my name. But here, I'm definitely the minority in that. Yeah. What does your name mean? It means the light of God, as I was told from my parents every time I asked them that question when I was little. Do you feel like you're the chosen one? <laughs> <laughs> Do I feel like I'm the chosen one? I mean, you know, like, I would like to believe so. But I know I'm not, unfortunately. What about you, Jay? Jay so common. What does it mean? I mean, you see my name, just think of the alphabet. That's, that's what I think it means only just a letter of the alphabet. I don't see nothing special about it. So, like, if a girl at a bar was like, what's your name? You'd be like, you know, it's the one that comes before F and the one before H. I mean, if I want to get a little fancy or, like, you know. But no, not really. I don't even- I don't even know if that's the right order. I don't think yeah, it is. Yeah, I think it's really not. <laughs> yeah, you must have forgot your alphabet now. It's all good. You graduate uh, school. Jay, <laughs> did your family give you like an easy name on purpose? Because I know that you were born here. Was that something they took into consideration, do you think? I mean, not necessarily. I mean, Jay is a very common Indian name, so I guess they just put it with that, I guess. Because, you know, Jay Patel, you might, there's probably like a billion Jay Patels in the world. <laughs> When I have when I have class, you know, there, I see the attendance sheet. And I don't know which one to sign because there's like three J Patels, and I gotta make sure I get my attendance in. So I be mean, sometimes I do have to go up to the professor. But yeah, it was nothing specific or per, uh, with with that. You ever ran into another J Patel? 
Did I run to Jay Patel? What? We was running together. I ran to many of them. What the hell? Yeah. Do you down. guys have like a nickname thing? Like, hey. Yeah, I was the, the OG. Jay, I was the OG Jay Patel. You know, all the Jay Patel that I ran into, they were like younger, you know, whatever. But I was the original one. I made sure I made a name of myself. <laughs> I was known to be who I was. What about you, Samika? Um, I'm pretty sure my mom didn't really have a name for me. I was born in Jamaica, Queens. And I'm pretty sure she just rhymed things with Jamaica. Jamaica, Jamaica, man. Oh, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So I think that's where Samika came from. Truthfully. Jamaica, Samika. Yeah. I see that. Yeah. She's just sitting there <laughs> on her couch with expecting a kid. It's like, hmm, name. She lives in Jamaica. Jamaica. I'm going to Jamaican her name, Samika. <laughs> yeah. I used to get that in elementary school. Like, bullies would be like, oh, Samika from Jamaica. Ha. Huh. <laughs> so since we're on the topic of parents do you guys ever feel like you have to wear two identities around them Sage you go first because I don't want to get started <laughs> <laughs> so the identity thing is actually it, it's actually a, a pretty unique in my like certain situation just because I can be like pretty open like around my parents and I think like partly the reason because of that is like I grew up with an older brother so like he kind of like broke like he kind of broke in all the shit that we weren't supposed to do as kids so as soon as he did that i was in the clear so i haven't like you know i don't really have to live two identities around my parents they pretty much do all the things i do you know so i think that was like one thing i was very appreciative of that i appreciated growing up and jay all right you guys want to get started oh i don't even know how many identities i have for my parents they probably (laughs) sometimes i don't think they look at me like know who i am i mean I don't want to say I was like a badass, but like when I was childhood wise, you know, I was just, I was always used to get in trouble with like I always had like different type of friend groups. So like you know, I, I just caused trouble. I had a you know, I was just I just like to have fun as a child. And then when I came home, my parents probably viewed me as a regular typical Indian kid that goes to school, books, whatever. <laughs> and then one day my report card came, and all these came up. And damn, after that day, I don't know how the hell they viewed me. It was just different views. <laughs> Which one's harder yeah, on here, mom or your dad? I would say my dad because he's more into school and he's, you know, he's big on education and like I have to, I try to hide my education from him because, you know, my grades don't be talking Indian standard wise. They be talking, I don't know what the hell, they be talking bad, I don't know, like a bad person, I don't know how to say it, like a bad person grade, all like D's, C's, whatever. No, I mean, yeah, totally. That's like a stereotype. You got to have your brown son getting into Harvard so you can tell all the other uncles that, hey, my kid here is going to Harvard. He got straight A's this marketing period, high honor roll, all of that. What kind of a relationship would you say you have with your dads? Um, So I think it's a pretty open relationship, right? Like I could tell my dad what's on my, you know, what's on my chest, uh, but in terms of, like, so when my dad, right, like, if he went through a struggle or anything, like, I would never know. I feel like those are the parts that he would not tell me. Like, if there was any type of issues, like, for something that he could talk to me about, like, he would never tell me. Jay, do you feel the same way? Not necessarily. Uh, I don't really have an open relationship. Like he said, um, ours is a straight down the business. He's like, yo, get down to the books, pay the bill. And, yeah. Uh, but he does is like you know if he has if there's issues or anything he would obviously tell me but he's not gonna open up about like emotionally I guess whatever but our our relationship is just strictly school and just business and just things around the house and it's not nothing like you know 
open. Do you ever feel like you were kind of closed off from your dad's true self? or like? I mean, uh, I do see what you're saying, but when I was a child, you know, I was big on sports, and I actually joined the sport, like, right when I joined, like, kindergarten or whatever, so... My dad actually wanted me to pursue sports, so he he likes cricket. I mean, you know, and he's like, cricket, come on now. So I got into baseball as a young kid, and he actually wanted me to pursue baseball. He we used to throw baseball around with me and him and my brother. And then and then you know, after I stopped playing baseball, he said he, he handed me a book and he's like, start writing and reading. And shit, that's the day my life changed, and I had to start being a brown person. <laughs> <laughs> start being a brown person. <laughs> um stage you mentioned how because your brother broke all the rules you're in the clear shit like i'm the older brother for my sister so it's just me and my sister we have a seven year age gap and but for me it's like i'm the one that has to go break all the rules and i mean i feel like there's definitely we took it for you guys we like uh took the short end of the stick and we got i got i definitely got like beat so much as a kid and what did you guys get beat at all no, you know, I think my brother took all those beatings. I think by the time I was growing up, I was like the golden child, man. Like, I never had to take no beating. I pretty much, like, is the, you know, if I wanted something from the store and they said no, you know, a little tears, a little acting would get me that, that toy that I always wanted at Walmart, you name it. So I think, you know, being the younger child definitely had it, has its advantages. Oh, damn, I defer from that shit. Did I get beat, bro? I used to get chased out the house with slippers. <laughs> I got slippers thrown at me. I was chased around with sticks. Oh, don't really, my dad used to bring the hand out and smack the shit out of me when I used to get Ds and Fs. Oh, man, I went through, yeah. I went through a rough patch as a kid. And shit, I, I don't think I learned my lesson because I'm still stuck in school. Uh, I mean, everyone takes it at their own pace. But no, I, I remember like at a point, I was old enough to like learn their moves. Like, oh, they're about a hip twist with the fucking bailing. And I'm like, all right, mom, you're not hitting me Dang. with the bailing. Make your chapatis. I grab that shit. I'm like, here, continue making your chapati. Don't, don't, don't hit me with that. <laughs> I, I would learn how to block her moves. I, that was crazy. Yeah. Ooh, sounds like you got your own karate lesson at, at home. <laughs> Pretty much. Shit, you was a master black belt just at home, I see. Yeah, shit. I taught them something, you know. <laughs> um, What's up with our parents always talking loud as hell when they talk to relatives on the phone? Dude, yo, I always saw that, bro. What the hell? I don't know, yo. Maybe this is, they just fucking play argue or something. I don't even know. Or they just trying to be like, I've always stand up more. Yeah, like I've always noticed, like noticed that too. Like till this day, right? Like my mom could be talking to one of her friends, like normal inside voice. But as soon as like, my mom like pops on Facetime with like her parents or like her brothers. Like, bro, the vo- like, I have to turn up the volume on the TV to hear the <laughs> Yo, and it's always in the morning, right? Because the time difference. And I, like, wake oh, up and figure yeah, out, well, who's, who's fucking arguing at 10 a.m.? Like, yeah. Like, realize they're fucking laughing and having a good time. Yeah. Yeah, hello? Yeah. Hello? Like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> hello? Like, hello? Like, hi? Yeah. Can I help you? Oh. I think they somehow believe if they talk louder, the other person can hear them better. Oh. Did you ever get like the phone like shoved in your face to like talk to some relative? Yo, I was just about to say that, right? Like that that's one of the things about them being loud, right? Like it could be like nine thirty and like even though I'm up, like I'm just chilling in bed, I could hear my mom coming, like, Oh, let me let me give the phone to him. I'll just like <laughs> pretend to go to sleep right away. <laughs> 
<laughs> I pretend to go to sleep right away. Okay. Like, and then I wake back up. I'm like, gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I can really on that. I just be locking myself in my room. Like, fuck. But yo, I just feel like Rod's asking the same question. Like, hey, how are you? How school? Like, yeah. it's nothing like spe- I don't know. It's like nothing that sticks out. Like, they don't be asking about like, your personal life, which I don't really want. You know, I don't really like, open up to the relatives or shit. But like, every relative is gonna ask the same question. Like, how are you in school? And your parents discuss that with them about their kids. So like, you don't really gotta talk to them. Yeah, but like, are you guys fluent in your language? I was about to say that. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. fluent. In my language. Somewhat. <laughs> That's a big reason why I don't like to talk on the phone like as much. I'm fluent as a potato. Like I could. Yeah, and, like, I can understand it, like, perfectly well, right? But there's, like, a lot of words when I speak it, like, I don't know. So I, I just look over to my mom's, like, yo, how do I say this? You're I English accent. Yeah. And, and, like, American. yeah, and it, like, sucks because I'm just, like, oh, my God. And, like, now, like, like bro, I'm a 23-year-old grown man, and, like, my relatives will, like, talk to me like a baby. Cause, <laughs> like, they're, like, oh, like, oh, you, you don't know how to say this? Like, say it with me. I'll be, like, bro, like, chill yeah! <laughs> Back to school today. It's, like, it, bro. Yeah, it's annoying. How about like drinking? Is that ever allowed at like your guys's parties? Drinking water, <laughs> liquor. Oh, Wait, I mean, what's can, that? You ID, <laughs> yeah, right. It's like allowed, like for yeah. me, but like I feel like it's like frowned upon when when kids do it, right? Like when those old uncles do it, it's fine. But like I don't know. I feel like with Indian people, it's like they they forget that like even though you're young, you're still like pretty old, like. Like, 23, 24, you're still, like, 23, you know? Yeah. You're of age. 18 is, like, I feel like sometimes, you know, everyone forgets for a second that they were young. You know, talking about, like, arranged marriages and stuff. I mean, that's a different generation. Yeah, yeah, different generation, but at the end of the day, they got married at a young-ass age, pretty much our ages, right? Yeah, but they wasn't bar hopping at 18 and, like, 21, like, oh, shit. Yeah. That's true. Gotta give them some credit. They were faithful from I'm the very start. Very fortunate we live in America and we can bar hop. Yeah. So because we're all brown, did did your parents ever try to like um pack like our food into like your guys' school lunches? Yeah, my flask I used to bring curry and rice. Like <laughs> so yeah, you finger licking mine. I didn't bring no type of new food. If my mom ever tried, I was like, Hell no. You probably threw it out before you got to school. I ain't bringing none of that curry thing. Bro, that's going to stink up the whole cafeteria. They're going to look right at me. You're going to see me breaking a sweat while I'm eating. (laughs) Can I live? But yeah, I just feel like, I don't know. Indian food has like a crazy scent to it. Some of them is just so strong. So I feel like, you know, you could you could keep that at home. You know how they say keep keep it what stays in what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. What happens at home stays at home with the Indian food. <laughs> what about you, Stage? Uh when I was in like second or third grade, um yeah, that was like a backpack. Yeah, no, nah, like cuz I'm only mentioning that because those years are the only times I've ever like brought food into school period. Like after third grade, I've always like bought like the school lunch, and I I know like like for like a month my mom would like try to pack me some Indian food. You know, it was like rice and curry, idlis, dosas, like whatever the fuck it was, right? You know, like I've just never been the one to actually eat a lot of Indian food besides like butter chicken oh. and and rice and naans and stuff. Yeah, I think at that point I was like, listen, mom, like I love I love your cooking, I'll eat it like at home, but you know when I'm out, 
I want what the other kids are fucking eating. I want that hamburger. I want some fries. <laughs> yeah, going right to the yeah, cow. So, yeah, so I was like, give me some, give me some lunch money, and let me, let me go to work. <laughs> Depeche, I heard, I heard you about, I heard you about home food, and you got lunch money. Damn, bro. Yeah, I mean, like I had a little bit of both here and there, but like I remember sometimes my mom would pack me like biryani or something, and like yeah, that shit's pretty fucking good. It's just yeah, the smell cuts in through the lunchroom. But I used to bring it sometimes, and what I'd do, it's kind of sad, boy. But I'd go to a different room and try to like eat, you know, like those rooms behind, like <laughs> like near the music hall, like one of those. Rooms. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, oh, you were one of those. Yo, speaking though, right? Speaking of lunch, uh, do you guys remember how much we actually paid per meal at school? Like, I don't remember. Two seventy five, three seventy five. No, yeah, I don't remember. No, because something dumb cheap. Yeah, because I remember, yo, like, when my daddy used to give me, like, 40 or 50 bucks, like, that shit would last me, like, oh, like, two weeks. I don't remember, yo. Like, like, it couldn't have been over $2. Jay, did you save your lunch money? What's up? Did you save your lunch money? Part of your business? I, your have, grind? Bro, I, had, I had to pay my for my own lunch money. How the hell? I saved my, <laughs> it's my money, so. How the hell? Yeah, I guess. I mean, some days I'll eat if I get hungry, but, like, I wasn't really getting hungry at that time. Never ate school it was lunch? too early. No, I did, I did. But now it's often, like, every day. So you just sit there at the what table? No, I bring snacks. Or like, I just, bro, some days <laughs> I have lunch, like, at 10.30, bro. I'm not going to eat fucking at 10.30. Oh, yeah, man. That... Yeah, lunch why the fuck was lunch, lunch so was damn so, early? like, dumb early, bro, for no reason. And why are we eating milk and hamburgers at 10.30? Like, what the fuck? I mean... <laughs> milk. Yeah. question it at that time you, your body just kind of gets like trained to eat at 10 30 a.m yeah. milk milk was like a facade like it's i don't think it actually brings any nutritional value to you like <laughs> does it it gives you strong bones buddy you know how they say milk gives you strong bones yeah but that's yeah but you know when you grow up you later find that that's all bullshit i mean not necessarily <laughs> you develop into a stronger person What's your milk, right? I'm just saying, like when I was a kid, and like they gave me milk, I would, I was, I would always think, like, bro, like you're drinking something that they're jerking from, from a cow. <laughs> like they're jerking, like they're they're jerking the udders of the cow. Just think about that. You're drinking that. Jerking from a cow. Interesting. I mean, think about the fact that we're drinking a giant animal's fucking milk, breast milk. <laughs> we're the only species of animal you know we are species of animals technically just more highly intellectual that drink out of another species it's like fucking breast yeah a cow it's milk milk is a facade <laughs> nah you should, i like milk milk and milk and cookies milk and yeah, oh, yeah. bon vita oh yeah bon vita yo it, it was bon vita and boost, boost. boost? oh my god that was a shit that's the only reason I drank milk. That's India 101. Yeah. That was, that's you India ever had Boost or Bonvita, guys? Yeah, I had Bonvita. This is chocolatey. Bonvita was so good. Samika, you ever had Bofa? I don't remember. I'm sure I have. I just don't really remember. If I did, it was something that my parents like forced me to have. <laughs> Bofa, these nuts. Bofa, right? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, do you remember now? I love how she was like, do you yeah, remember I now? definitely have. Uh, I thought, I thought, oh my god. She's like, yeah, I definitely have. I never have. said I definitely have. I said I maybe have. Yes, you did. Playback.
I'm sure I have. <laughs> so I'm curious, guys. How did your parents even get here? Uh, I mean, you know, you ever heard of a plane? <laughs> Airplane? How about the boat? Yeah, this way. Oh, yeah, you Let's know, talk the about boat. the you boat. Know, the boat you know. <laughs> All right, let me be realistic. You know, it was it's rough to get here, but especially in the 80s. And for my dad, it was rough. He was the first one here. And, yeah, I guess, you know, growing up, he is a rough patch for him. And he, he, he was the first one here out of his family. And it, it was tough for him, he said. He grew up rough. But I know he exaggerated. He said he was walking down the streets barefooted, going to school barefooted, all that. Yeah, knew that, that was a lie, but. Yeah, he, America. He saw he saw bigger opportunities in America, business opportunities, of course, and you know the economy over here is the best. So yeah, my dad found a way over here and brought my whole family here, and yeah. Do you think the barefoot thing is kind of like us right now with the whole quarantine thing? Like, do you think we'll have kids one day and they'll be like, "Oh, <laughs> I'm so bored," and we'll just be like, "Well, in 2020, we had to stay home." Are you gonna tell them how you try to start a podcast? <laughs> what? I'm gonna tell my, uh, you know, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna definitely tell my kids. I use this. I use advantage of this time. I'm gonna make sure they know to use advantage of the time they have. That's free. I definitely probably didn't, but you know, I'm like, I'm obviously passing bullshit to them because I want to make sure my kids are on the right path. So yeah, I'm gonna say make sure all the free time you guys have, like we have right now in quarantine, take advantage of it. Look into something new and think about your future, which I should be doing too. Yeah, speaking yeah, of I it, say that. <laughs> the cycle of bullshitting continues. JP. But, like, when did your mom come here? You mentioned that your dad came here alone. Uh, so I'm assuming that your mom wasn't there in the picture till later. Was it, like, years? No. Yeah, no, it was, like, I think of maybe a few years apart, maybe one or two years. Not even a few. Like, one or two years she came. And, yeah, I'm not sure how they went, like, you know, with the immigration rules back in the day. But I know, my, I know it was rough, though, like, hearing stories from other people. And, yeah, so... My mom was the first one out of her family that came too. My parents were the first ones here. And after that, they brought their parents here, grandparents, and so on, etc. Yeah, you mentioned it was rough. You know, it's still rough to this day, um, immigrating. I mean, yeah, it's racism, you know, whatever. Now I'm not racism, but this is different people. It's always going to be judgments coming here from different type of ethnicities. What about you, Stage? Uh, when did your, how did your parents get here? Yeah, I think. Honestly, like more along the lines of what Jay said, like it's interesting, man. Like, uh, my dad, you know, obviously married my mom, and he had to struggle to get here. To be honest, man. he had to do his PhD in India, and he had to apply for mad shit just to get over to America, take the plane, and start a new life here. The struggle was definitely real because you know my dad was on his own, right? So was my mom. No one else. Like, I don't have a lot of family here, so. My dad and my mom both came here by themselves, like struggling and, you know, doing whatever they had to to come here. I do like think that they are like exaggerating a little bit, like just like Jay said, like my dad said he walked like three miles to school barefoot. No, 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 you didn't. You definitely had shoes, some type of shoe wear you had. <laughs> but I know that the struggle was real. And that's like why I'm very like appreciative towards them. So, yeah, the immigrant life must have been a hell of a, a hell of a journey for them yeah well what's yeah what's up with indians and barefoot yo like that's just so Bro, i don't know i don't know man like even when like they dish out beatings like yo the first thing they go to is the shoe <laughs> damn shoe. i don't know why they just you know, yeah like they just like take that shoe off and they just go to town like it's crazy 
they earned it, man. They earned the shoe. Now they're going to whoop your kids yeah. with it. <laughs> like, I came to America for this. Yeah. Eat my chapel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> chapel. What about you guys? So my parents, my dad came to America. I was born uh, in India. So my mom was with me as a baby for the first two years in India while my dad was here in America working his tech job. He graduated from IIT, which is like the best tech college you can go to out there. Honestly, almost I would consider in the world. So I had a lot of expectations growing up for sure. But yeah, a lot of expectations that he came here. He he did the whole like, you know, stay away from mom while mom was taking care of me. And eventually two years rolled by and he was able to acquire uh, the ability to bring her over. And they were living in a small one bedroom studio. And he was telling me how in this one bedroom studio, there was a small bookcase and I would not be into reading books, rather the toys he used to buy me. So right off the bat, he knew he fucked up. He's like, damn it, this kid doesn't like books. So, I mean, yeah, that's kind of like how my parents got here. It's just, you know, same story you guys have. But my dad used to tell me, too, he used to walk, like, miles in Cap'n. no shoes Cap'n. and stuff. I agree. It's exaggerated. T- typical yeah. brown stories. I was that's an anchor style. baby. What Do any of you guys mean? know what that is? <laughs> oh, you, you was a special one, huh? Yeah, so that basically means my mom kind of came here for just to have me, pretty much, just so that okay. I would be considered a citizen. And well, then so- she dipped, went back to Bangladesh, mm. until I moved back here. So you could run for president, I see, huh? Oh, shit. Sorry? I said you could run for president, I see. I can, yes. Vote for me. I cannot. I got the shot to prove it. I cannot run for president. Damn. A little mushroom <laughs> shot on the left arm. You know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and you know, judging from how big my dad's is, I hope this shit doesn't grow, but crossing my fingers for that. So, you know how um, you guys mentioned the whole occupation thing and how a lot of your came here because they had a job lined up. It's actually... An employer can request for permission to bring a specific qualified foreign worker, but only if they meet the requirements. So, you know, your parents, you know, your fathers, they had to work really hard to have the job skills and education level that they have. And fun fact, the only way to really do this is if the employer in the beginning can't even find someone in the U.S. to take that's, on the position yeah that's that's just injustice you know it's crazy were your parents arranged marriages yeah they were uh arranged marriages are they, it's still big in india and i can't imagine how big it was back then but yeah 100 percent, my parents were in arranged marriage yeah same with me they, they were arranged marriage and uh, i see indians are big on it but i i don't have a i don't really have a view on it i don't i don't have none against it i mean but yeah, I feel like a lot of old, like, Indian parents that came in the 90s and 80s and, you know, back then are just arranged. My mom's a progressive. Uh, <laughs> she is a divorced woman. Um, in 2018, actually, Asian women had the lowest first divorce rate by 8.3%. Damn. Yeah. They were locked in. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of it is just 
tradition, right? Even if you're unhappy, you kind of just stick around. But is that something that you guys have ever considered? Not the unhappiness part, but like, you know, an arranged marriage? Nah, I mean, so, you know, I don't want to be blunt about it because I know a lot of people still do this, but I just, you know, I don't believe in it. I know, you know, like, I know India's numbers disagree with that statement I just made, and I know it's working. But, you know, I feel that a marriage you can't have without love, right? And I feel like a lot of arranged marriages, they're like just blindfolded into it and they're forced to love that person. So that was one thing that I always thought was, you know, a little sketch about it. Like, how can you marry someone that, you know, you don't know well, right? Like, I can't imagine myself marrying someone I don't know for at least like two, three years. But these people, like, they're doing it, like, meeting them last weekend. So not even at sometimes i mean i was watching homecoming king by hassan minaj and he made a good reference uh, to tinder and how arranged marriages are kind of like tinder without a picture and all you got was age 22 name cinema and that's it now you right swipe or you left swipe that's on you and not really it's not even on you it's on your on your parents at that point so yeah like it's like a super like <laughs> can't take it you can't take it back what about you jay yeah i don't really i'm not a big fan i have nothing against it of course but i'm not a fan of arranged marriage you're not a fan of the arranged honey no (laughs) no like similar to what stage said yeah i feel like blind love is not like a good thing it's like forced love which is not really meant to be it's i feel like people are just forced into marriage and they might live like a life they don't want to so i feel like you have to like everything comes naturally like they say and so do you ever like you look at your parents and you're just like are you unhappy or no no i don't honestly see like that i feel like you know i mean i feel like the beginning is always rough for them but you know once you so you know it's a hit or miss and once you get to know each other it, it might work out for better in the future but definitely the first couple of years it might be rough to like adjust to it I feel, my parents i feel like they got into you know yeah they bond, they bond together good and everything yeah and i just feel like that's just something that we'll never even know right obviously a since we haven't experienced it and b like you know what parents are ever gonna say oh yeah like we like low-key hate each other but it's all good like <laughs> no like nobody's gonna say that right yeah but like what do you guys think like what do you what would you think if the stipulations were different right like what if like you li- you really couldn't find a wife and your parents did find you with someone that was you know out of this world like you know he or she was really good looking to have the money like what would you what would you think um, okay um honestly i feel like my decision is shit and there's only <laughs> so many white guys you can introduce doll to before you know you get kind of sick of it so maybe the arranged marriage thing is the wave maybe it's that maybe it's that you're introducing them to doll beside before paneer <laughs> <laughs> That could be why. That could be why none of my relationships. Oh, okay. Uh, you cut out there at the end, but it's okay. Um, okay, okay. Uh, thoughts on people that have to hide dating, uh, like brown girls especially. Uh, okay. Yes, Samika. I guess you can start since you are a brown girl. I am a brown girl. <laughs> <laughs> when I was younger. I definitely felt like I needed to hide my relationships. But now that I'm older, I'm kind of just like, screw it. Mom, meet my bad decision. And that's kind of how I've been doing it. 
but maybe maybe it's better to be more private and hide it and just pop out when I'm ready to get engaged. Maybe that's the right way to do it. <laughs> what do you guys think? I, I do have agreement with your view. I feel like dating as a young person you might have to hide it from your parents because you know you know a lot of indian parents they're not they don't they're not big on dating at a young age they obviously want their kids to get out of school and get a real job and then focus on that so yeah you you could have a partner with you throughout school whatever blah etc but yeah i feel like you shouldn't you shouldn't be really open with your relationship with your like parents and family until like you guys really are like no it's it's like meant to be for you guys see but you know, see, I'm going to disagree with you there just because a lot of Indian, like, people in particular, like, they already can barely get out of the house, right? Like, sure, all of us, you know, have no rules about it. But, you know, I know so many people that can't get out of their house for whatever reason. Their parents don't want them to go out, right? So, you know, hiding it from your parents and trying to make up these lies, you know, like, it's it's going to have some sort of effect on your love life. And I feel because you having to do that, is like you know like is it even worth having a relationship so that's the one thing that i never had to do i never had ships so that would that's just my take on it how about religion is religion play a factor when you're looking for love um yeah my part i hmm. kind of do see a factor in it i feel like a person like me i would definitely want to marry someone in my religion i mean i'm not the one shade or anything but my personal yeah i just feel like a brown, like, you know, the girl that, like, has the same religion as me, stereotypical Patel, we'll get along fine. <laughs> you know, we we'll know the same beliefs, have the same religion, and it'll just make it easier for us in the future. So you're a religious person, you'd say? Uh, I mean, yeah, I pray. I believe in God and all that, but I'm not necessarily that religious. But, yeah, I try to do the right thing. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, I'm not religious. But I think, you know, in terms of the religion, I think it is easier to be with someone that is your religion. You know, it, it's just less work, right? Like, like say you're going to function in India and everyone else is all the same, but that one person, that one person so happens to be your like, significant other. You know, it's just going to raise a lot of eyebrows. It's not with, I'm not with, you know, the explaining and the people looking at me in all sorts of ways. So what will I people def- think? Yeah, exactly. Uh. <laughs> Stage and Jay, what's a time when you guys felt like your parents were being really unfair towards you? I mean, I think it's like a continuous situation for me, and I feel like this is the advantage of being—I mean, this advantage of being a younger brother. I feel like I get all the chores and like the hard work thrown on me. Like all I've got to do is the outdoor activities, like mowing my lawn, digging, gardening. Like what the fuck? Do I look like a gardener to you? Like. <laughs> I don't do that shit. I don't water my plants and shit like that. And I get thrown all the hard work and while my brother's just sitting there. So, but, like, but why do you think that though? Like, why do you think that they make you do all that shit? See, I don't want to point fingers, but I think me just being a dumbass in certain things got me to that point where I get treated like that. Where you have to do like house chores? No, just like making dumb decisions and not focusing on school and just being dumb in general. So I did feel like here, you got to do the bitch work now to make up for it. Um, but for me, uh, like not it doesn't have to do with chores, but it's actually a funny story. So back in like junior high school, 
there was like a snowstorm, right? It was like a really bad one, like bad enough to where the people on the news were like, hey, like don't leave your house, right? And before this like snowstorm started, I wanted to go to a sleepover, right? It was at one of my friend's house. And I asked my parents, they said it was all good to go. And I went, uh, you know, to sleepover. And it was me and my boy and we both went together. We get there and I don't know what my boy told his mom. But I guess he lied about something, right? You know, his mom and my mom are friends. And his mom calls my mom. He's like, oh, like, like, did you like, did you know that your son and my son are like lying and uh, about the sleepover? And I didn't lie about it, right? It was a sleepover. But the only thing I left out was that it was a sleepover hosted by a girl. Oh, a girl. That's a pretty big deal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For Indian parents. Yeah. So... My phone is blowing up, right? My mom and dad are continuously calling me like, oh my God, like you fucking lied. Like come home right now. And I was like, what? I was like, what did I lie about? Classic. So like I kept hanging up the phone, right? And now the snow like picked up and like the roads are like terrible, right? So I was like, all right, fuck it. Like there's no way I'm going to go back home. I'm just going to stay here. And my mom just keeps calling me. She's like, tell me where you are. Tell me where you are. And I was like, you know what? Like there's no way she's going to come after me. Like, 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 like outside. And I was like, hey, I'm at my friend's house. You know, she lives here, blah, 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 blah. And you wouldn't believe it, but they came in a fucking Toyota Corolla with no fucking hubcaps. The Corolla, the Camry. Yeah. Yeah. Like during like a five inch or like six inch snowstorm. And they were outside the house and they were like honking the horn. They're like, come out, come out, right? And at that point, man, like, this was like one of the most embarrassing moments of like my high school career. Like it was everyone looking out the window, like just looking at me, just like having a screaming match with my mom. And yeah. And it's like, at the end of the day, I had to get in the car and leave. And it was was just so trash, man. Like, like I think that was a big point in my life where like my parents did treat me unfairly. Like it, like nothing happened. Right. It was just a sleepover. So that's like I think ever since. Damn, then, do you think it's because? Do you think it's because your older brother didn't break in that with your parents? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Damn, did you have a slumber party? Did I have a slumber party? I don't remember what the sleep. I think the sleep was for like a Christmas party, right? But not Sapesh, Yeah, I think that was like one of the only things he never broke in, like <laughs> going to another female's fucking house. So like that—that that was the whole reason why I never mentioned it in the first place. Damn, I can't believe like. Nah. Yeah, the girl's parents were so fucking cool with it. Honestly, that's. But do your parents wear two identities around other parents? Inception. Mm. Dun dun dun. Oh, interesting. I mean, shit for me, maybe for me, probably because I ain't the golden bright child that you know any people <laughs> view have any people views about. I ain't the doctor, the lawyer, whatever you want to say. I'm just doing what I could do, but, you know, I'm having a hardship in school. I'm not big on school. You know, Indian people are big on school and stuff like that. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, I feel like I feel like a lot of Indian parents do bullshit other people about their kid. Like, oh, my kid is this, my kid is that, blah, blah, blah. Oh, for sure. So, yeah, I do. Parents definitely, you know, hide two identities. Like, yeah, they gas us. Yeah, so, how about really you, good. Jay? Um, You ever had a moment where your parents were, like, low-cacking it? Why are you doing that? You know? Share us your story. Sure. I really had nothing bright to talk about too about other around the brown people about me. Oh, I'm not a typical brown person. I'm not, you know, I don't talk about books, politics, whatever, you know, all that stuff, etc. 
I'm just, so yeah, when we when we go other places, I just try to be signed as possible because I'm just I'm not bringing on a, I'm not big on brown standard. I just try to you know be do whatever is on my own on my own self and just join their conversation. I'm sure. I'm sure though there's a moment where like you did something your parents didn't want you to do though, where you did it or you you did something to make them happy. Like they asked you to do something that you didn't want to do. Let's say like it's a function and you didn't want to put on a, a kurta pajama, but you did. Oh, function wise, okay. my parents are happy. You know, I'm big on Indian tradition. I wear all the Indian clothes. The amount of weddings I've been to, I follow the tradition. I wear all those Indian. What's what's the, the kurta whatever? Yeah, I wear all that. So yeah, my parents were always proud of me when I when we when we go to functions around other people because they know I have the culture in me, so I could speak about myself and the culture. And, you know, any people love that. Any people love when a kid is big on their culture. And I so like that. you mentioned before about how your parents were, um, they cared about your intelligence level. Is that something that you ever personally cared about? Yeah, me hell to the no. Uh, I I mean, obviously, I care about what I think and what I say, but. I was never really the bright person to really be intelligent in the right places, I guess, the school aspect, I guess, what my parents wanted me to do. I just, I guess I could say I winged through school and things like that, but yeah, my intelligent aspect wasn't where it should be in the right Did you areas. ever feel like you had to hide it from your friends? Like, did you ever, you know, it's, um, if you were ever around like the smart brown kids in school and they were like, oh, I got this for my grade. Did you ever feel like you needed to like, you know, fuck around with what you actually got? Oh, hell yeah. What the hell? These brown kids talking about, I got an A plus 4.0. Shit, I'm over here with a 2.0, 2.5. I got a C. I'm happy with a C and these kids are happy, sad with a B plus. Hell yeah. So, you know, I, I mean, personally, me, I was never, I was never really hanging around with the smart kids and stuff like that. But yeah, when when I had those smart friends, I definitely <laughs> lied to what I what I said about my greed. So you mentioned that you know you're not big on school, okay? But you're you're still in school. You're pursuing your bachelor's in business at Rutgers, and you're still like every day, just like I don't want to be doing this, but you're still doing it. Again, like my question mm -hmm. from earlier, a decision that you made that wasn't your own to make your parents happy. Um, this would be it in a way, right? I mean, in a sense, it would definitely be it because, you know, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people aren't big on school, but you have to do it. But I still do want to finish school. It's obviously useful for the future and education is important. But yeah, definitely the Brown standard. I was, I was not the kid to like get the 3.0, 4.0. School was definitely easier. I would definitely want to get a dump, but I'm struggling in a lot of, aspects of school subjects. You know, everyone takes it at their own pace, bro. And I've seen you, and you really, like, cleaned up your act. And I really respect that. And thanks for sharing, you know. So, Sam, what else you got? Stage, would you say that the pranks got more intricate the older you guys got? <laughs> well, oh, yeah. I think, they, I think they definitely got pranks. more fun and intricate. Could you uh, tell us a story? Yeah, I think the first one and the best one that comes to mind is when Tepesh is over my house and, uh, you know, we were just chilling. Oh, my God. Yeah, we we're just chilling, watching a movie. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I don't know why, but I got the slightest thought of just fucking with this kid, right? I was like, you know what? Like, I got the time. Fuck it. I'll do it. <laughs> I download one of those apps, those number generator apps, right? You know, you log into it. They give you a random number and you can talk to someone else. So mm -hmm. I typed in to this guy did his research. 
oh, of course. Got to plan these out, right? So um, I put in Tabesh's number and I sent him one text, right, from the phony number. And I send him, I know where you live, period. <laughs> That's so creepy. Oh, yeah. a picture pants right oh, there. Oh, dude, yo, you have no idea, bro. I've never seen someone sweat so much from just doing nothing, watching TV than this guy, bro. For like 10 minutes, like he was just like, oh my God, like, what does this mean? Like, I don't understand. And, you know, and then 10 minutes after, I was like, you know what? I'm about to hit this dude with another one. So the next text I write is, you cut me off in traffic one day and I followed you home, period. That's it, right? And after that... Wait, why didn't you call the cops, Tabesh? <laughs> No, I mean, at the yeah, point I was. After, after I sent that text, yeah, like, he lost the shit. He was like, no way. Like, like my car is back at home right now. Like, that's, like, you know, that's where my family is. Like, I'm going to call the cops. And, like, somehow, I, I forgot what I said to him. I was like, no, nah, I didn't. You, you sent me another text. You sent the third text. Yeah, but, like, before I before I did that, I had to make sure you weren't going to call the cops. So I was like, ah, oh, nah, dude, like, chill, chill, chill. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, and, I was so confused. I was like, yeah. why would you tell me as my best friend to chill out during this situation? <laughs> like, wait, what is going on? But I'm still focused on, like, the text yeah. I'm getting. And then, like, like the out. final text I sent him was, uh, I'm right outside and I see your blue Civic. I'm, uh... Oh, man. And when I said right when I said that, he's like, that this tears it, like, I'm going to call the cops, right? And then I, I quickly, like, run into the bathroom to say, like, I had to go to the bathroom. And then Wait, wait, where was the blue Civic? Like, it was at your house? Nah. So the guy was at your house? No, it was at his Civic. He didn't drive his, like, car to my house. It was at his, like, real It was at his house. Oh. Yeah, so that's why it was actually so creepy. And then, like, I, like, hurriedly, like, go into the bathroom. And then I use my last fucking token that the app gave me. <laughs> and I called him. And then the first thing he says when he uh, picks up, he's like, I have you recorded and I'm going to send this to the police, right? And he said uh, yeah, just, right. No. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> sure. Right. <laughs> and, and then all I do is I come out and then I scream, gotcha. And then you should have seen his face after that. It was, it was priceless. That was one of my best pranks. Let me tell you my thought process, right? During that whole thing. You told me, I got this first text. I kind of ignored it, but it was in my face. So I just kept thinking about it. We were just watching something. And you got the second text. That's when I lost my shit. I'm like, shit, this guy, I, you know, I drive like a dick sometimes. And I mean, I don't know who the fuck it might be. But yeah, it's this is pretty relevant to my life. This is possible. This is not a prank. And then a the third text was it. Like, I was just freaking out like i mean who wouldn't right like if someone texted you uh you cut me in traffic and i know where you live i followed you home i think i'd have just been like yo prove it i'd been just like yo prove it pull up prove yeah it, right up. dude <laughs> that's how people go missing stage oh no nah, i would have been ready i would have been ready to rock and roll <laughs> rock and roll but yeah you that day it's you know he just showed me <laughs> um you mentioned your brother was there how was he reacting throughout all this so he didn't know that it was me until like i told him like midway through right like my brother was like yo Tepesh, you should call the cops and i looked at him i was like yo why is he saying that and yeah. then uh, <laughs> and then i took a screenshot of like the messages like i was sending to Tepesh to let him know that it was me and then after he after he like read them then like you know 
he was playing along with it too. So then that made it even better. No, oh, I then he was recording. He was in on this whole thing at a point, I guess, where he sat there recording my conversation with you. I didn't realize it was you because you're talking like weird. Oh my god, fucking assholes! Well, anything you guys want to say before you leave? Plug anything? Yep. Shout out to uh, to Pesh and Samika for having us on the show. It's uh, been fun talking to you. Uh, yeah, man. Shout out to all the Indian people out there, and shout out to the people that are learning about the Indian culture after listening to this. You know, I just want to give a shout out to the Gum and uh, Indian people. You know, that looked up to me. I love you out there in the Gum. You know, y'all don't even have technology, but you know, everyone struggles. So, shout out to all the brown people and everybody else. J Hope. Bye, Thanks, guys. guys. Thank you. Shit. Sam, we fucking did it. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> we did. Oh. We did. God, you've been such a champ throughout all of this. And I guess we'll go into more details about it next podcast, about what a nightmare this one has been. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Hope everyone enjoyed the first episode. <laughs> so I guess it's finally the time I've been personally waiting for. This is Joe. Shout out Original Sound. Link in the description. Support your local artist and stay healthy. Please drop us a review, like, and follow if you want to find out what will people think with us. Peace. Let's hold it down. DJ Unique. Now you know that I'm a killer, you know I talk real shit Me, I'm on my still shit, gotta rise above all this shit that I deal with This is for my son, my wife and my life Got scars on my body, so my shoulder got stripes A thousand bad men can't hurt me if God loves me A thousand good men can't help me if God hates me I walk a straight path now, it's all about a bag now So I put this rap down, still won't hesitate to rap you I don't back down, a fist in the air For the people that's freedom And I praise his name to the day that I meet him Even even with the distance between us, I still reach him through the word, the lessons, the struggle, the teachings, but the blood is still leaking, and that's why my heart hurts. I finished where I started first, the dirt where I came from, but no, I'm not the same one. Someone didn't break me is exactly what made me, and you could never play me twice for that matter. I'll give you one pass, but that'll be your last. We could sip from the same glass, push up on the same ass. My brother's my brother till the end, and after that, my spirit stays with him. To guide and protect every step through the wisdom we shared in this life. Life, like my breath to this mic, the day to the night, never give up the fight, right? Damn right. Give you the other side of things, man. Let's keep this shit rocking. Kill, kill, kill. Yo. Yeah. I got my mind right, gear right, game tight, swag up, work on the block, put this money in my pocket. Shorty hollin' stop it, this gon' get you boxed in, it only make me lockin', tighten up the ranks. Everybody knows I go hard, I take it to the bank, shit I take it where you can't, to the top, from the pot, still got my hand up, like I hit that jump shot, boy I bet you back up, when you feel that buckshot, oh me, slowly, you gon' burn in hell, while you there, take this message, tell them all is well, in the heavens we ain't sweatin', we coolin' out in the shade at a place. Where we safe under a law's grace Mmm, the taste of victory so sweet I OD'd on the streets for paper and OG Two times, two bodies, two nines, two shotties Fuck with me, alright, sorry, your mommy is gonna feel it Now who the fuck is the realest? Huh? Come forth, cause my
my torch is blazing, blow haze in the dutch Right, right hand on the gears, left foot on the clutch Both these streets in the beach, yeah, I'm burning them up